ladies and gentlemen and a very happy monday to every single person in the live today how are we doing today i gotta go through we gotta go through the roster now just just do just a minute i gotta go all the way up to the top chad was in here where's he at chad was in here like before i was like i built the broadcast and then there was chad so chad good morning chad was first and then we had susan and vicky was in here uh d baxter rayona jones good morning purple princess Good good morning michelle good morning uh, Ashley, good morning. Little Wolf, I saw you in here. I have a bunch of people on TikTok who were here too early. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Deep Ballsy Truth, good morning. Jennifer, good morning. Smatter Chew, I love your face. Good morning. Uh, Heather, the artist, is in here this morning. Good morning. You guys, good morning and a very happy Monday to each and every one of you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Jen, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. It was a good, it was a good weekend. It was a little rough start, but we got there. You did. Jen sent me a video. So Jen, Jen travels back and forth from her, her beautiful little cabin up the mountains to back to her home. I think down on the coast. Am I saying that yeah. right? Yeah. And Jen, and they drive, they drive no matter what the weather. Good morning. Everybody on TikTok. Good morning. Uh, they drive no matter what the weather. She sends me this video and it, the roads are like slush and ice and she's on like a cliff. And I'm like, oh, bet. Yeah. Okay. That looks kind of scary there, Jen. And she's like, well, at least it's not snowing. Oh yeah. Okay, Jen. It's all ice. It's like ice road truckers up in your house. But yeah, okay. At least it's not going, Jen. Put your fucking phone down and text me when you get there. Dang. <laughs> well, you know what? You know that show, the um, highway to hell? That's that highway. And we, yeah, it's, you know what? It's better than the other highway we were taking because that highway got destroyed with the monsoon rains that we had. Some some of it was missing and they've been able to re- temporarily repair it. So it's actually faster to get to the the house so more time in the mountain you talked about like there was a there was a road because it i mean it would take you like six hours versus the four hours it takes you now yeah there was a road that you couldn't take because of the snow and the water and everything washed out but it's all cleared out now so now you're good to go oh yeah it's four hours it's so much better than seven to eight six to eight depending on the day and the amount of traffic so yeah yeah but well, at some point, so Jen and I were just talking backstage a little bit, and we're going to get into the current events here in a little bit. I want to talk about Joe Rogan and the response that he had to the criticism around his and the controversy around his most recent podcast and a couple other podcasts that he's done. They're getting wrapped into it. And then Spotify's reactions. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and then I want to talk about the Freedom Convoy out of out of Canada has, has turned into this mammoth of an event. Uh, not only is it in Canada now, but it has sparked uh, additional. Who knew? Madness. Who knew? It has sparked additional yeah. fear in the States. Uh, they're all heading to D.C. And it's, mm-hmm. it's all over. But I also want to talk about some of the warnings that we've seen and now some of the TikToks that are coming out of uh, some instigators that are dressed as supporters but are out there starting shit. And there is that happening. And they've been like, they even started to find them before this whole event happened. And they, they were did. trying to deal with it as fast as they could. So, But it, it's causing some issues. Uh, but I think 
the majority of people know the difference between the two. I'm hoping so. I'm really hoping this doesn't turn into like a January 6th kind of thing. Or even like the, the Black Lives Matter, the, the rallies, the riots, the marches. You know, and whether you supported them or not, doesn't matter. The exact same damn thing happened. And so you had the marches, which were done during the day for George Floyd, that, that were peaceful. They, the signs, you know, the way that they're supposed to go, letting people know that. But then as the sun went down, it's like these instigators who were hired uh, to come and, and trash everything to make it look bad. And so there's a lot of this going on. So you need to make sure that you're keeping your eyes open and uh, being able to see the bullshit through the trees. So. But before we get into any of that, I have to do the thing. Jen, I got to do the thing. Thing. We're going to do the thing. The thing in five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, and welcome to the show. Be sure to check us out at beardedbeancoffeecompany.com for your very own bag of shipwreck show coffee. Let the taste and aroma of hazelnut stimulate your senses as you kick back, relax, and catch the next show. And for all your health and wellness needs, we have teamed up with rogershood.com, ariesessentials.com to take care of cleansing your body of unwanted toxins and calming your nervous system with oils, body butter, and gummies. Use Shipwreck 5 for 5% off of your Parify kit with Rogers Hood and Shipwreck 20 for 20% off all of your Aries Essentials. Be sure to check out our merch as well. All of the links that I've just rattled off are listed in the description below. I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything that you do. Enjoy the show. Bye, guys. What? What? I haven't cracked open my coffee yet. I need to do that. I was going to do it this morning, but I don't have any filters. I don't even know how to make coffee. <laughs> you so need a coffee maker. That's the first I thing. Do have, I do have. Drip coffee is pretty good. It makes my hot water for my tea because I can't microwave my cup. I like the drip coffee where you have the little thing and it's like you pour the water in and it slowly drips into your cup. It's so rich. It's the best, best coffee in the world. But. I often just use the coffee maker. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that sounds really complicated. Why is that? My coffee maker was $12. It's from Walmart. It's this yeah. big. And it's got one button. And it I, I, I do drip when we go camping. When we go camping, that's when I do drip coffee. And it's like, oh, that, so good. That makes sense. Okay. So, Jen, we, we have a lot we're going to go over. I'm going okay, to do the current this. event stuff first. We're going to get into this. And then after that, we're going to talk about what you and I are going to do this week and, and kind of how we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So I've got everything pulled up here. So the first thing I want to cover you guys, we're doing some current events. Let me get my screen pulled up. Is uh, the, um, this, is it this one? Uh, so more musicians, more musicians for crying out loud. Deep breath, ship, deep breath. More musicians join Neil Young in demanding Spotify remove their content over COVID misinformation. Controversy over coronavirus misinformation on Spotify is heating up with a handful of musicians this weekend joining Neil Young and saying that they want their music off the streaming platform as it continues to host provocative provocative podcaster Joe Rogan. Um, And the article goes on to state it it talks about uh, it talks about Bruce. It's the rock musician Niels Niles Lofgren. I don't know who any of these people are. Just I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know. I don't really even know who Neil Young is, but whatever. Best known as the member of Bruce Springsteen's E. E Street Band, as well as Crazy Horse on Saturday, became the latest artist to join the protest kicked off by Young Sang. It was a statement that he would, too, soon cut ties with Spotify and urged all musician, artists, and music lovers everywhere to do the same. Singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell also said she plans on removing her music from Spotify in solidarity with Young's, Young and the global scientific medical communities. So all of these no-name artists are coming out, and they're threatening to remove their music off of Spotify, and that's fine. Because I don't know who any of you people are. Realistically, I only have Spotify. I only had Spotify because I'm on Spotify and I'm a little self-centered. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I downloaded the app for me. And 
because I'm on there. <laughs> but Joe Rogan is also the only other person that I listen to on Spotify because I don't listen that's to who I, on Spotify. That, that's who I downloaded it for. And one other doctor who's been who had been speaking out again, you know, with information, but he has been put through the ringer and I can't remember his name, but he was put through the ringer. And so he has reduced his content. So yeah, it's just Joe Rogan that I listen to on Spotify. That is well. And I, I I don't, I don't don't even know if I had that kind of, I thought they were mostly podcasts, but Mm -hmm. maybe I just, I'm not educated enough up on Spotify or maybe again, I'm just too self-centered and I only download it to listen to us. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's move know, on. Um, I think that's a different, I mean, I don't know a lot of those uh, musicians, but I would assume that that's the baby boomer generation, right? That's, yeah. This yeah. is going to be, Neil Young would be boomer. Like yeah. a lot of these don't like, hear, they're, they're very boomer generation. Um, But so within Spotify, so we have all this going on. Neil Young, we made fun of him a little bit on TikTok, you know, whatever. Well, it ended up with Neil Young, Spotify. So Neil Young came out and he was like, I'm taking it all. And Spotify was like, bet. And then they kicked him off. They kicked him off the platform. They said, okay, see you later. Have a good day. And he left. And if you watch mainstream media, they're all like, Neil Young is such a hero. But the rest of us are like, Neil who? We don't know. We don't care. We want to talk about Joe Rogan. So Spotify then came out and basically said, Spotify announces new measures regarding COVID-19. And this is kind of the article. They're going to go through and basically just slap everything. And this isn't just Joe Rogan's podcast or people speaking out against the mandates or anything to do with, with COVID-19. They are going to slap these warnings on any kind of discussion around COVID-19. So basically, they've got an algorithm like Instagram does where it picks up the word COVID or COVID-19 or vaccine or vaccine mandates, and it slaps it with one of those parental advisory stickers, right, that says, click here to learn more about whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I honestly, I, I posted this to Telegram and the people in my Telegram, which by the way, all of our links are listed below. Our Telegram's listed below. Go grab us there. The people in Telegram were a little quitty about it. They were like, well, I'm going to cancel Spotify then. And I, I don't necessarily agree because Spotify's got to do something. They have to. They, they could just kick Joe Rogan off. They could delete the episodes yes, and keep but- Joe, Joe Rogan's contracted with Spotify. So like he can't really do anything like he you know if they could delete his episodes and but he's still contract with them he still has to stay with them they could just kick him off they could say nope you're well, too and you don't have to click the button that you don't have to read the stuff and no. i think honestly when i'm on instagram if something's got a covid19 label on it like i'm more apt to like and share it to be really honest like my like, yeah. haha this is probably misinformation so this is my cup of tea and and it just all of this, this has, it just exploded Joe Rogan's podcast all over the place. So I don't know. Well, they always say not um, bad media isn't, is not, you know, as good as good media, right? It is and it isn't, right? So it draws people to you one way or another, like negative reinforcement. It's still something that people seek. So, you know, it works. When I- yeah, if they're, they're, as long as your name is still in their mouths, as long as you're still trending, it doesn't really matter because then yeah. it makes you still relevant. Now, all of all of this had happened, and Joe Rogan came out with his own response. And I'm going to play that now. It's about nine minutes long, and then we can talk a little bit about that. Then we're going to transition to the the, the ice road trucking, whatever you want to call it. So I I want to open this so that it's not like in here though. Let me pause this. I'm going to make it bigger. I got to move you guys so I can see. Yes, I can see. 
Sorry, this takes a She's little much bit. better at this than I am. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I'm getting a lot faster. I'm getting a lot faster with it. And normally I have this all up and ready to go, but Let's I was, it. I just learned how to put myself in the broadcast on Monday. I know you did. <laughs> uh, oh, we're buffering. Where am I at? Am I here? Yeah. There it goes. Okay. So we're here. If you have to give it a minute, everything's, I'm running on. Well, it's not going. I'm running on dial-up internet service this morning. Ooh. I am so surprised some places still have dial-up internet these days. I have to tell I you, know. I think everybody should have, like, how do we not all have access to high-speed internet? I mean. I have high, listen, I have high-speed internet. I just, it doesn't work the best way. So let me try this again. It is not high-speed. It's supposed to work seamlessly. Sorry, this page isn't available. It may have Ooh. been removed. <clears throat> what? Maybe it's been I taken just, down. I just posted this. No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jen, talk to the people for a minute. Talk to the people. Let me pull it up. All right. It's not pulling up on Twitter. I don't have a lot of current events outside of the the trucker convoy. So (laughs) that's how much I'm like up to date right now with everything. But it's definitely changing things. Like watching when I was driving home yesterday in the pouring rain and the, you know, the slushy kind of ice rain snow. There are still people on um, overpasses on the highway that are still pro- like cheering people on. So it's uh, still the movement's still happening, and more the and movement more people, is still happening. More Thank and more you, people are coming in and being a part of it now. Thank you, Jen Snow, everybody, Canadian Jen on the roll. <laughs> <the mall. laughs> All right, Puddin, where let's play it. Here we go. We're gonna make this big, and so this is Joe Rogan's response, and then uh, then we're gonna talk about the Canadian perfect. Hello, friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, The podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular Uh, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They They would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. 
if you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective. That's one of the reasons why I had Sanjay Gupta on, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who I respect very much. And I really enjoyed our conversation together. He has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, He is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on, who is uh, a vaccine expert. I'm interested in finding out what is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. Now, because of this controversy, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with these controversies, but uh, Neil Young has removed his music from the, the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I, I, I most certainly don't want that. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. I'll tell you a story at the end of this about that. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the consensus of experts, which I think is very important. Sure, have that on there. I'm very happy with that. Um, Also, I think uh, if there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh, have more experts with differing opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Uh, I would most certainly be open to doing that. And uh, I would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts in the future. We'll see. Um, You know, I do all the scheduling myself and uh, I don't always get it right. This, these podcasts are very strange because they're just conversations. And oftentimes I have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I sit down and talk to people. And that's why some of my ideas are not that prepared or fleshed out because I'm literally having them in real time. Um, but I do my best and they're just conversations. And I think that's also the appeal of the show. It's one of the things that makes it interesting. Um, so uh, I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time. Uh, And I'm very sorry that this is happening to them and that they're taking so much heat from it. And so now the, the Neil Young story, (laughs) when I, 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 first of all, I'm not mad at Neil Young. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. When I was 19, I was a security guard at a place called great woods in Mansfield, Massachusetts. It's a, an outdoor concert amphitheater and Neil Young was playing there. And that was the last day I worked there. I quit during the Neil Young concert. 
Um, the job was kind of crazy because there was a lot of times it was fights broke out and stuff. And I think I probably got like 15 bucks an hour and I was not about to get beat up for 15 bucks an hour. So I would bring a hoodie with me whenever I worked. So in case the shit hit the fan and it got too crazy, I would just put my hoodie on and leave and cover my security outfit, my security shirt. So one day during a Neil Young concert, there's a, the amphitheater, the way it's set up is there's a covered area outside that has seats. And then there's a lawn area behind it. And the lawn area during the Neil Young concert, they got a little rowdy. It was cold out and they started bonfires. So they had these raging fires on the lawn and we were supposed to go and put these fires out and stop them. So we tried for a little while, but then brawl started breaking out and it started getting crazy. And I was like, fuck this. So I put my hoodie on, I zipped it up and uh, I left and I drove home. And as I was driving home, I was singing, keep on rocking in the free world. That was my last day on the job. I don't even think I collected my last check. <laughs> uh, so no, uh, no hard feelings towards Neil Young and definitely no hard feelings towards Joni Mitchell. I love her too. I love her music. Chucky's in love is a great song. Um, I don't know what else I can do uh, differently other than maybe try harder to get people with uh, differing opinions on right afterwards. I do think that that's important and, uh, and do my best to make sure that I've researched these topics the controversial ones in particular and have all the pertinent facts at hand before I discuss them. Again, I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've, I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. I didn't plan it. I can't believe it's as successful as it is. It was never really an idea that I had. I, I the, the podcast started off as just fucking around with my friends and having fun and talking. And then when it became popular, other people wanted to come on. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to talk to that person. Oh, he's interesting. Oh, she's got a cool book out. And then, boom, it's become what it is today, which is like some out of control juggernaut that I barely have control of. So my pledge to you is that I will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. I don't want to just show the, right. the contrary opinion to what the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions so that we can all figure out what's going on. And, and not just about COVID, about everything, about health, about fitness, wellness, the, the state of the world itself. Um, it's a strange responsibility to have this many viewers and listeners. It's very strange. And it's nothing that I prepare for. And it's nothing that I ever anticipated. I am going to do my best in the future to uh, balance things out. I'm going to do my best. But my point of doing this is always just to create interesting conversations and ones that I hope people enjoy. So if I pissed you off, I'm sorry. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to Spotify. Thank you, all the supporters. And, and even thank you to the haters because it's good to have some haters. It makes you reassess what you're doing and put things into perspective. And, and uh, I, think, I think that's good, too. All right. Uh, much love to you all. Thank you to everyone. Um, and uh, I'm going to do my best. Oh, my God. We are Joe Rogan.
<laughs> we are we are Joe Rogan. Like I am Joe Rogan, and you're like Gary V. You're like when he has Gary V on all the time. Like this is this is us. This is what we do. We just want to have the conversations. We don't care what your viewpoint is. Like I don't but care. Like, I want to know why you think what you think. Yeah, well, apparently that's not the way the world works anymore. Freedom of speech and freedom of conversation isn't something. Well, so this is what I'm saying. So, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I think Spotify handled it well as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the best that you can do in that kind of situation. Oh, I agree. Logan is, is absolutely their number one podcast, probably their biggest cash cow. But you don't, you, you still have a responsibility to the other creators that you have on your platform. You do. So, and as much as we may not agree with with catering to them, you do have a responsibility to those people. You know what? It surprised me that they didn't have a warning because everywhere else has a warning. Like, let's be honest. Everywhere you look, there's a thing, right? So. And that's interesting to me as well. So we're here on YouTube, Jen. Mm -hmm. I know you know this, but. And everybody else. We're here on YouTube, but we are also on Spotify. We are also on the podcast. We are also on all the podcast stations, the RSS feeds everything apple podcast all of these lives or most of them i i get uploaded to these other podcasts and they get distributed out never have i ever on any of them actually apple google have i gotten a notification or been slapped with a warning and we've talked about all of it never have i ever been here on youtube but had a video taken down because of the conversations that you know we've had and we've had straight up we've had the conversations we've talked about it um, and I've never had them come in. I've had them put warnings on it on YouTube. Like I've gotten, but only because I put the word COVID or whatever in the description and the, the algorithm yeah. stuff. And maybe we're just not a big enough deal yet to be considered controversial yeah. on a national level, but we are definitely considered controversial when it comes to our little TikTok circle oh, of world. Little- but we are, and that's and that's okay because that's why we're here. That I'm only here because we're Mr. Controversial. We couldn't stay anywhere. Now, Jen, we watched the video. What do you think? Do you think he handled it? How are you? What are your I, honestly? I think he handled it super well. Like even okay. like even listening to the tone of his voice, like yeah, you know that that video probably would never have been made if this hadn't the situation hadn't arisen. But I get where he's coming from to be able to have those conversations right or like you know. It's about the conversation. It's about finding out both sides of the story because there's always three sides to every story. And if we don't have those conversations, then are we actually free? I and I agree. And I like the so stand- right or wrong. You be you're supposed to be able to express your opinion. Now I know I why like- they slapped him on the wrist because people he has a lot of influence and a lot of people you know take his word as law, but. On the listener side, I think it's our job, even for myself, to like do the research and see where that lies too, right? So, mm-hmm. I think, I think, and I think you nailed it. Like you nailed it on the head when you talked about his tone. And this is kind of why I, I really like Joe Rogan. I got a little snarky about Joe Rogan when he came out, but like, boo, Danny Tanner's dead, and I'm so sad. And I'm like, Danny Tanner was a terrible person, but that's okay. Fine, fine. You have the podcast. But I did like his tone. He's like, I'm just a guy. And this is where, like, I, I and I talk about this constantly. We joke about it a lot. But when it comes to what I do and, and what we do here in the morning and then what I do at night with, with all of the different guests, this is exactly kind of what I'm mapping this out at, to be. Like, I want to bring on people. If I can get somebody who's got a difference of opinion when it comes to the, the vaccine phase and all of that jazz to come on the show, I'd be more than happy to bring them on the show. I have said this a whole bunch of times. I have said, you know, 
we have had people come at us and I'm like, listen, if you want to talk about this, like grownups, like, come on the show, come talk about it, bring your people. Like, and let's, let's tell me why you think what you think. Tell me where you're getting this information. Help me understand where, you know, cause I am, I'm help curious. Me help, you. help me <laughs> help you understand why you're wrong. Just kidding. I'm kidding. You're not wrong. You're very, <laughs> I'm very open to all of it. Um, the politics is another thing too. Like if you're a, if you are still, and we're what a year and a half into this, if you're mm-hmm. still out here and you're supporting Joe Biden and you're proud of your vote and you come on my show and come tell me why help me understand why you're still there because this is where the divide is because I think people from, and I hate to do they this. Don't side, they don't, we talk. don't understand. Like there's no yeah. conversation. It's just conflict, 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 conflict. And I, yeah, and I do it on YouTube too. Like every, uh, the trolls that I get on YouTube, they come in here and they start dropping bombs about Trump and Biden is your president. And it's like, you have no idea what I'm even about because I don't, I, I'm not here for either one of them. Like I, I vote policies. This is it. Like, come and talk to us about it. And let's start building these bridges back up because, and I've said this before, everybody's like, the Democrats are bad. Not all Democrats are bad. Some Democrats are just your neighbors. Maybe they don't know what's really going on. Maybe they do and they like it. And that has to be okay, too. That has to be okay. You don't have to agree with it, but you have to be understanding of it. There's been this time period where conversation became not an in thing and to have conversation um, people, a lot of people have forgotten how to have conversations, not be mm-hmm. like, not just in the last two years, but <clears throat> I really noticed, um, in the last 10 years, conflict resolution, conflict conversations, or just sitting down and talking without the emotional component to it, mm-hmm. started to really just fade away. Like, um, it just kind of stopped happening because people were having conversations over text messages or, you know social media and those aren't you know this like i'm not saying this isn't a conversation but a lot of people got into this mind frame where they could say really hurtful things but there was no consequence because they didn't have to look you in the eyes and say it and i think that's where this this transition started to happen now i think that we're unfolding because we have platforms like this where we're now having conversations we may not be in the same room but we can look at each other in the eyes and talk and we can see our facial expressions we can hear the tones and nuances to the voice and the body language and everything else like that is coming back in a different way but at least it's starting to come back which I think will also start to change how we all interact with each other more openly and you know more um, balanced in a balanced way but there was a time when that was really lost and I really saw it in the younger generations because this was happening um, and I had some experiences with conversations with people where they would text things to me and I would call them and be like, did you really just mean what you said to me? Right. Did you really just say that? Did like, you did you know, forget, did you forget who you're talking to here? Like, and all of a sudden, you know, there's tears on the other side and, and, you know, just by saying, did you mean that? And right. sometimes it's really it worse. And sometimes it was not actually what they meant, but if I hadn't made those phone calls and I just took base, like what I felt from the energy of that text, I may never have talked to some of those people ever again, but you know, I grew up in an era where you face to face, you had those difficult conversations and you started them off with, Hey, this is going to be a difficult conversation. So let's get, I don't don't even start it with that. I'm like, just listen, Hey, and some of the best advice that I'd gotten, and I'd gotten it a long, long, long time ago from somebody that, uh, a mentor of mine, somebody that I looked up to. And he said to me, he's like, ship, 
people can read your emails and your text messages any way that they want to. Mm-hmm. He's like, so you need to be really conscious about how you're writing things out and you know what it kind of looks like and how it's going to be taken. And that kind of stuck with me for a long time, like because people 100%. and they can't. You could but be all like those words affects people. If I didn't know, so like Jen and I, Jen and I talk a lot. Like yeah, we talk every day. I'm glad to say we talk every day. But there was a time when Jen and I didn't really know each other. And she yeah. would respond sometimes very short, sometimes very one word. And this is where that's like a trigger for me. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, what, what do you mean? That's a, little, that's a little snarky. Do we need to talk? Like, and so now instead, I like to send videos. Like, if you message me on Instagram and if I'm going to say something substantial, I'm probably going to send you a whole <laughs> video message because you need to see my facial expressions. Because sometimes things can just come off really bitchy and snarky. And that's not who I am all the time. A yeah. lot of the time. <laughs> I do think, to wrap up the Joe Rogan portion of it, I do think he handled it extremely well. I think Spotify Absolutely. is handling it the best way that they can, too. They both have a responsibility to, Spotify has a responsibility Everyone. to appease its other creators and its other fans of those creators. I don't see it as them caving or giving in. I see it as them trying to find a middle ground. And I'm, I'm happy that they are. Because like I said, they could have just booted him. They could have deleted the episodes. They could have caved that way. But they didn't. They tried. And this is what's going to happen if it's going to be good enough or not. I guess we'll see. Um, the navigation yeah. of it all, right? This is a correct. This is time right now where everything is just balls in the air. Everything's balls in the air. And I think Joe Rogan handled it just fine, too. Same kind of thing. He stayed very neutral with it. And honestly, he is a very interesting guy because realistically, and we say this all the time, this is all I want to do. Like, I just want to sit here. I don't care if if one person comes and watches or a hundred people come and watch. Like, this is about me because I want to have interesting conversations and I want to hang out with my friends and I want to talk about things that are important regardless of what they are. I don't have a niche. We're going to talk about it all. I don't care what it is. And we do. And this is what I want to do. Like, this is my purpose. This is why I'm here on this earth. I know that above anything else at all. Um, shit, Ashley says, this is why I use Snapchat now to communicate while it's forced my daughter and younger brother don't text. We are 10 years apart. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you'll get, like I said, I'll send you a video probably if I need to say something. Um, voice memo. I send voice memos too. I like voice, voice memos memo. are good too. Yeah. Right my now my video is like, I can't hear you because you talk too fast and I don't know how to fix it on Instagram. It's not just you. I posted a reel too on Instagram and it did the same thing. So it's got to be my Instagram. I don't know. So if I send you a video and it's like, it's okay. It's It's broken. I'll probably make you a TikTok and then send you my TikTok. (laughs) I've done that before too. I'm not ashamed. Like I I have, because I'm like, I got to stop and think about what I want to say next. So I think overall, I think he handled the situation very well. It'd be very interesting to see what the outcome of all this is. He handled it much better, I feel like, than he was softer than I anticipated him to be. I kind of did too. I kind of anticipated him coming out with this fuck you guys kind of attitude. Attitude where this attitude was very soft. And it's interesting. And like it'd be interesting to sit down with him and see what he's like on and off the camera. It would be. I I keep emailing him and, and Sonia's on it too. And, and we're not getting anywhere. Oh, it's Sonia. I might just have like Kit Kat dress up like Joe Rogan and then like try and do it that way. We're, we're working on it, you guys. I promise we're going to get something figured out. Okay. So where was I going with this? Oh, no. I think he did just fine. And I think he's very interesting. And, and 
I, I wouldn't jump off the spot by Joe Rogan bus just yet. Just I, I think he that. that was what I was gonna say. I think he handled it a lot better than the Neil Youngs and the other people because you notice that during when he was talking, he's like, I love their music, I love who they are. Yeah. And you didn't get that from Neil Young and you didn't get that from Benny and the Jets or whatever the hell her name is. You they were like, No, they were all like ah! and he's like, But I like you guys, like I I want you to stay on the platform and I want you to do be successful. I think he handled it very well. It's in the way I would have handled something very similar um, by going high when everybody else is kind of throwing punches. He stayed pretty high with it. He did. Oh, he was even his, like I said, his tone was very soft and it was very gentle. And it was in this space of just, I think we got a little glimpse into who he is off the camera, which is very interesting. I I would agree. Give me one second here. What do you need? Yes, my friend. (laughs) But anyhow, Joe Rogan, Thank you for being who you are. It's the best way to do it because I think those conversations need to be had, whether they're liked or unliked. Um, at least we're having yep. them. There's a place to do them. Um, and I think that's important for everyone to have an opportunity to speak. Everybody's mm-hmm. voice needs to be heard, whether you agree or don't agree. So that's at least how And everybody's, everybody's opinion needs to be respected too, as their opinion. You don't have to agree and you don't have to like it. And I say this to our, you know, our people all the time. And this is why I don't argue with people in the comments anymore. This is also something that I had to learn over this last year because I was very uh, conflict. I, I led with conflict. That was my content. Like if you mm-hmm. came in and you left a shitty comment, I would get in all my feelings. I'd blow your comment up and we would go to town. Like, and I'm still not afraid to do that, but I'm just choosing not to because really it's kind of pointless. There's no point in me doing that anymore. You can feel how you feel and you can say what you want to say. I'm not going to mute you. I'm not going to boot you unless it gets really bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. You can come in and run your mouth. It's okay. This is a place for that. And this is kind of what I'm trying to transition into the next, you know, next couple of months. We're doing some, some big changes are going to be coming through the show and, and we're changing the way that things are being done. Um, and this is going to be a big part of that. Like I, and for these night shows, I do want to try and find some people who have differing opinions to come on and just talk to me about them. Just tell me why yeah. I'm not going to come at you. I'm going to advise my people not to come at, I'm like, nobody, I'm not going to come at you. Like, I just want to, I want to know why. I want to know why you think that way. I want to know where you got that. Because who knows? Maybe you'll change my mind. Maybe if your information and your facts are strong enough, it'll get me thinking like, okay, okay, that makes sense. Let me go look, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Stone Bryson, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Um, We have to be able to have those conversations and we have to do it without being angry. Because when you get angry, you fuel, like when you, when we respond to people who are trying to disrupt the flow and the balance and the, you know, with the way they do things when you, you, you make it that they were right. Like when you react in a way that gives them that feeling of, Oh, see, I told you, I told you I was, I told you so. Yeah. And when we stop, when we can uh, not avoid, but when we can diffuse that uh, response, then we change the conversation right away because then we're not fueling their anger or their, their, you know, that fire that is, you know, moving into that, what everything they say, we're just kind of saying, Hey, you can have your fire, but I'm not going to react to your fire. Right. You I'm, not gonna fire. Let it, I'm not going to let I'm it burn me in my zone. And you're not going to dictate how I respond and react. And that is a space of power on your end, on anybody's end, because when you can sit back and watch chaos, but not be in the chaos, again, you have stepped into a different level of self-evolution, in my opinion, in my experience, because that's when your emotions are no longer controlling what your actions are and your your words and your uh, your reactions. That's when you are in your control of your emotional base and your 
yourself. And it's not about control, but it is a space of balance. And it's much more freeing than being reactive and carrying that energy yep. into your day. It, That's what happens. Abs- replay that conversation when we get like that. that's and that's that's something again they're like i've learned over this probably pretty much this last year like this is something as we've started this this healing journey we've started going in and healing a lot of this i, I i've learned that you know not everything needs my attention not every comment needs mm-hmm. me to respond not everything needs me to react to it now there's still some things left and we're going to talk Absolutely. about that a little bit later in the show today um kind of what's coming up this at the end of this week but it, it took me a while to get into that space it takes well. a while to get there I but once you're there it is it's very freeing it's oh. very peaceful I enjoy and I enjoy it. I don't feel so triggered all the time. Like so you don't replay that conversation all day long. And that conversation doesn't dictate you the rest of your day. And that's the thing. You're it's like you get to a space where you can be in an emotion, but that emotion has you know, once it's over and you've put it to bed or you've dealt with it or you've let it sit, you're no longer reliving that emotional state over and over, which then doesn't trigger you to get into a further deeper state of that emotional thread so it's a very interesting space when you get back here I mean that doesn't mean that you shouldn't stand your ground or you know it doesn't mean you can take it I'm not saying take abuse and we didn't forget we didn't forget how to be violent but we just choose not to right you know silence is a wonderful thing when people are really in their chaos you will learn more about where that chaos is being driven from when you're silent because people will tell you more when you go quiet it is an interview trick that I learned many, many years ago when I was um, interviewing staff for my previous life, the quieter I was, the more they would talk and the more I could see where they were actually coming from. And they, and people don't realize it because people don't like silence. Silence makes people uncomfortable. So they feel it. So yeah, I do. I I used to do it too. Like now I, I really don't, I don't have a problem sitting here just letting it kind of ride out. I'm still working on Finding that balance between uncomfortable because there is like an uncomfortable silence when like like when we're doing the show. <laughs> like I gotta kind of like keep the conversation flowing. Yeah, but there's a silence waiting. letting somebody express. Yeah, right. Well, then I think let's see. Then the next topic. So the next topic, you guys, I want to talk about today is I want to talk about the uh, freedom convoy coming out of Canada, out of out of Ottawa. Atum- so Ottawa, Ottawa. Damn it, every time. <laughs> Um, so we got, but we got Saskatchewan. What is this? Go away. So we got Saskatchewan <laughs> premier offers support to Canadian truckers promises to end the COVID passports. My government supports your call to end the cross the border ban on unvaccinated truckers. And it is why in the not too distant future, our government will be ending our proof of negative test proof of vaccination policy in Saskatchewan. How far are you from Saskatchewan? I'm a long ways away. Okay. So I don't know how this works now. That's would just be for Saskatchewan then like, Yes, that sounds like it's just like Saskatchewan's uh, provincial government making that statement. So it'll be, this needs to be, you know, yes, one part of one province taking that space and taking that stance, but there's no date there. When is that date coming? Is that in June? Is that, you know, March? Is it, you know, we need this, this needs to be, and it needs to be solidified and kept up. So no rescinding, no like, hey, we did it 24 hours. Guess what? We didn't do it. We took it Um, None of the confusion tactics to, tactics to keep people on this teeter-totter show. And, um, yeah, so, yes, it's a great bold statement. There's been a lot of bold statements by a lot of our politicians at this point of in, um, in support of the truckers. And so it'll be interesting to see how that all mandates, all falls into place. Because when you listen to the conversations, 
they're saying a lot, but they're not saying it all. So right. I want to know where this lands. And I, you know, still thank you, truckers. Thank you for the people supporting you and everybody who's stepping up in around the world. I mean, around the world, convoys are happening. And, you know, we're not all free to we are all free kind of thing. So this is kind of, it's been an interesting process. Like I said, driving on the highway last yesterday, and I mean, pouring rain, like sheets of rain. And there's people on overpasses with their signs and their, you know, air horns still standing up for this. And it's, it's been a very cool experience to see Canadians come together. I and, agree. And in and a way that turned, I've not experienced did. except for um, the Olympics. That was a big thing here, you know, but this is very different and there's a very different feel to it. Like everybody in small towns are coming out. So they're yeah. feeding them. I saw, I saw one TikTok where a yeah. family had, they had put together all this food and then they were going out on the road. They were handing to go back. Yeah, there's warehouses of food and stuff like that. They were feeding them and making sure that they were, you know, taken care of and people supporting people in different ways too. Not, not everybody can be there. Not everybody can be out in the minus 20, minus 25 mm -hmm. and, so Canadians around Canada are really finding ways in their own way to support these truckers when they can't stand with them on the front line. So it's really neat to see. And hopefully Absolutely. we get the results that we're looking for. Like that's the um, goal. Well, right? I, I want to transition into this a little bit. So I'm hoping you do too. So the results that they're looking for, I think the meat and potatoes of it, they want the mandates. And I did hear they want Trudeau to resign. There like, is, um, I did have access to, a, I was, um, actually somebody did send me a letter that they are asking for the, um, a vote of no confidence in RPM and that the people are speaking. There is stuff starting to circulate around that. We don't have any insider information, so I can't speak to it really, but there is, um, a lot of talk, a lot of whispering that, that we'll, we'll go for something now. and that, you know, and I, you know, this big convoy has really voiced a non-confidence in our leader and maybe our government will take that to heart i don't know but well they should because then i i agree but shortly after they decided to take to Ottawa or ottawa or whatever uh your your boy what's what the hell's his name help me justin justin trudeau, trudeau. justin trudeau stood next to somebody at a bus stop and they coughed on him and then he was exposed to covid and so he took off uh and then the next day they came out and said, oh, no, he wasn't exposed to COVID. For security reasons, he packed him and his family up. And they are in an undisclosed location out of concern over, like, these truckers are going to do something. Um, this just that my, I mean, I think that's probably a government protocol, but it's also the way they've, the way the narrative has been placed. What a Sally. It is about fear. They're creating a fear zone, like, you know, these truckers are, not doing it, not going to be peaceful or going to go, you know, they're not going after him. That's not the point. They're going well, that's after what he said. Door. He's like, this is a small fringe group of people. He just said some really this. horrible hate messages. He and then, not. then he left. He's like, it just can't be this small group of fringe people who aren't going to do anything. They don't believe like Canada we have. And then he's like, oh my God, they're coming. Like I got to go. Like, and then they, he left. Like, um, stop, stop fucking with your people then. Obviously, you're getting it wrong. You're scared. Obviously, this is turning into something. You're getting it wrong. You still have an opportunity to fix it. Like, you can come out and say, you know what? I hear you. I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm ending it. And, well, uh, you know, what? that's the hope, right? Like, but um, 
Yeah, that COVID thing. Well, the thing is that I think I believe in Ottawa, if you have, you know, close contact, if you test negative, you can go to work. So um, and a lot of people started calling that out, especially over social media, not mainstream media, of course, because mainstream media doesn't work that way. Um, so th- of course, that narrative had to quickly change. Right. So Glenn on TikTok says, sorry. So Glenn on TikTok says there was chatter about people going to the cottage and then someone had brought a noose. So I want to talk about this really quick. Uh, I've got another video up here and it is, uh, I want to say it was Jake's video. And he's talking about there is some Antifa activity that is going on right now in this very same situation. Now we're very, and I don't know what, I don't know what Canada looked like last summer, the last two summers, but here we are very well versed in instigators and, and Antifa like situations. Mm-hmm. So basically for those who don't know what we're talking about, so they do these big rallies and they're, they're peaceful. Okay. And they're do, they're done the way they're supposed to be done. And they, the signs, they're peaceful, they're unity, they're coming together, but there are instigators that come in and they act like they are for this and for the peaceful. And protest. then they, Make but they, in, they make things happen. And the, what we had learned about the, the riots and stuff here when it happened, and a lot of it was during George Floyd and January 6th, okay, mm-hmm. where these people were hired to do this. So there was Craigslist ads, and I know this because there was one here yeah. hiring people to come and, and to, they worded wow. it in such a way, but then they would put pallets of bricks out the yeah. night before so that you had access to these bricks, or they would put like these, uh, raw iron bars so you could bash windows and steal things and then they would kind of manipulate the law and it, it got to the point where like they were hiring and this was when i say they were hiring i am saying a certain political group of people were hiring instigators to make it look worse than it was and to make it look like it was all connected when the reality of it is is it was not all connected and this is what's kind of happening here so let me play it is this and video. The trackers yeah, have been doing a good job to try and resolve that as quickly as possible and mm-hmm. get ahead of it. Um, yeah, they're they're requesting that the truckers take pictures of all of the license plates that are a part of the convoy, and then well, all have- of the names yeah. and like you know birthdays, all the information they have of the people that are part of the organized convoy. That way, they can quickly filter out anybody that's not supposed to be a part of it. And those people can be exposed and then held accountable in the way that they're supposed to be. Um, so this is. Is this going to can I make this big? No. Nonsense earlier. I had a thing to do. Never mind this post, though. It's just about a bunch of trucks. Let's play another rousing game of spin the narrative. Let's see what we can do to make this look like a complete disaster. You know, what's cool about a narrative spin. I've got boots on the ground right now. Truth be told, you're looking at about 60,000 trucks and 1.5 million people all located in the same area. Having a good time cleaning up trash, dancing, partying, and loving one another. Until this thing stops, that's when they will. I'm just really glad you guys have found that fire inside your soul and you're doing something about it. I'm really proud of you. So is this entire country. And I want you all to know up there, we've got your back. Take care of each other. So that was what is actually happening. So this is, that's what it was all about, correct? And yeah, I've got some people in my Telegram group too, who are all a part of this. And yeah. this is what it was supposed to be about unity and just showing support. Coming for each together other. And, and, and saying, 
we need to be free. You have to free. It's about freedom of choice and not being separated or told you can't live because of a choice you made that is in your medical, what you believe in your medical best interests. And again, those are conversations, right? Um, my own doctor has told me, you know, what to do and he is, has his opinions, but we have a conversation and we have an open conversation. He listens to my side and I listen to his side and then we come up with a plan. That's how our, our relationship works, you know, and most of the time we come to an, a balance, but right mm -hmm. now that balance isn't there. We're just being, you know, told that if you don't Boy. do it one way, you don't get to do anything. You need to stay at home and you need to not live in society. You can go to the grocery store and buy your essentials, um, but you can't go out to, you know, they've taken away the social side of things because you didn't comply. And that's, this is about peace and this is about coming, finding our oneness again, finding humanity. Like this is a humanity moment. This isn't a Canadian moment. This is a humanity moment, in my opinion. Maybe at the end of this, they will have a better connection with all of our collective consciousness where we rise up together. And I think the collective consciousness has risen a bit. And that's why we're yeah. seeing these huge, not just in Canada. Now we're seeing the spider web happen around because people are feeling that energy and they're realizing that they're not standing alone. And it's, you know, maybe the topic will change down the road and we will stand together on another topic and we'll, you know, realize that instead of fighting each other, we're going to come together and in a bigger way right so well, and, then, and that's what and that's essentially so that's what you're trying to portray this this is the meat and potatoes of the freedom convoy okay yeah. now Me. together now man. wait yeah. so there is another video going around and i'm not going to play it but there's another video going around basically showing some of these instigators putting nails and boards and putting the boards then under the tires to try and blow the tires with truckers there is a bunch of messages going around and it says a whistleblower within the Trudeau government has stipulated that Trudeau has paid Antifa $45 million to create major problems, disruptions, and injuries while the There's peaceful truckers in, in Ottawa, um, and they will make it look like this is coming from the peaceful convoy. Apparently they have infiltrated amongst the trucker groups with smaller trucks. Tell your truckers to take pictures of all the license plates, big and small and cars and anyone in the entourage. And then you're supposed to share this with all the truckers and you're seeing it now. There is some problems happening. Um, with yes. the, I know that Saskatchewan at one point they were going to shut down the border. Somebody on TikTok had asked the American truckers. They did get across the border. They crossed at Saskatchewan. I want to say they yeah. crossed at Saskatchewan. I'm pretty sure. And now Saskatchewan for a hot minute shut it down because of the unvaccinated. Then they turned around and said, nope, we're going to open it back up eventually. Probably long after it's over. But they did shut it down and they did um, shut down a bunch of different roads because there was some problems with people instigating issues. But you've got to make sure that if you're a part of this convoy, you've just really got to watch your six. And this is going to be the big thing because this is what the media in Canada and even it's here in the United States. They, they want it to explode. They so want it to explode. Change the narrative and they can get everybody who is at home sitting on this either on the fence or with them and try and get those people off the fence on their other on the other side. And we, you know, even before the convoy began, they were finding infiltrators who were being, you know, disruptive, trying to be disruptive because they were, you know, hired to do so. And they right. already, even before they got to Ottawa, they were starting to realize what was going to happen. And I know that they, you know, I think they're doing their best to try and combat that situation. So we just have to remember that this is about peaceful conversation you know they want to be heard 
but they want to, they're trying to do it in a peaceful way so that they don't give anybody the, the ammo to come at them and say they were, you know, they're just, you know, the fringe minority who is, you know, a bunch of other wonderful names that they're not. It's every person coming together. And so. that's, and that's, that's what it's supposed to be about. So as we're watching this and now there's to wrap this portion of it up too. So there is uh, conversations happening about these rallies that are happening in the States. Now the freedom convoy from Canada, the one, one bit of information that I did here was that the freedom, the freedom convoy from Canada, because we'd had a bunch of American truckers too, that crossed the border mm-hmm. and are they standing did. with you. And that they are going to be crossing back over the border, the majority of them, and going to D.C. And I know that New York had one in Buffalo. Uh, they had an, I don't remember where the other one was, but, and then they're going to be headed to D.C. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, absolutely, I'm on board for this. I'll support it. We will talk about it. We will blow it up on our channel. I don't know if mainstream media will cover it, but we will talk about it. I will find the stuff. If I have anybody that's a part of this, reach out to me so that we can kind of keep track of it and make sure that we're getting accurate information to put it out there. But the same in the same breath, you also need to watch this because this is something our government as well will do, has done. This is old news with this. They will do it. They will hire these people back. They will show up by the busloads. They will give them pallets of bricks and you're going to see issues explode again. And so you really need to be very, very careful to keep track of who's all in your convoy and mm-hmm. get in touch with people who can report it, who can talk about it, make TikToks, make content about it. That pyramid. Sure. So checking yes. pyramid, right? Like how yep. can you work it so that everybody's checking in with somebody that ends up checking in with one person so that all that information is there. Yep. And that's that's exactly how you're going to do it. That's exactly how you're going to win. And just be careful with that. So. That being said, I mean, that's that's as far as I've got. Those are the two big mainstream media things that I wanted to cover. Not mainstream media, but big things that I wanted to cover today. I want to talk about Joe Rogan. I wanted to talk about Canada and D.C. And we're here. Uh, and now. 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 We're going to. And we're going to talk about kind of how this is all connected a little bit. And so we were talking a little bit earlier. Buzzing out here. We were talking a little bit earlier about having the conversations and how people they're reacting from their trauma. And and this is just it. Like I'm able to sit down and have conversations with people who do not agree with me in a very calm and collected manner, because I honestly, it doesn't matter. But I wasn't always at this point. Like I had a lot of work to do. I I was very controversial and and I liked conflict. I like to take conflict on um, very much into that. And that's not necessarily always a good thing as we're going through this and we're healing. We've, we've done multiple different, um, like segments on lots of different things. So the idea of this was that I would do the healing and, and we go against big pharma and I'm going off my meds. We're going, you know, we're holistic. We're going this route, but I would do it very publicly. And this is going to be a big, a big portion of that. So we talked about the love stuff. Like, I think that's what kicked it off. Don't come out here and be like, I love you. I'd be like, no, you don't. You love what I do. You love, you know, no, you don't (laughs) shut up. Like I had to learn how to accept love from people in a way that, they could there's hello cat 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 hello cat cat i had to learn to accept love in a way that people would give it to me i can't expect love in the way that i need like that's and then i make the decision if i want to keep accepting it or not we had to go through it it was it was content for a long time then we stepped into the divine feminine stuff Mm because that was a lot of the self-worth stuff maybe if i was just softer or prettier or this or that maybe then i would you know wouldn't feel so whatever um and we kind of went through and we healed that and then 
a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I have I have a trigger that came up, and I thought we had worked through it because we had worked through all the symptoms around it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, but it came up, and uh, I did some things that I normally wouldn't do. When we talk about emotions, emotions are very, very, very powerful, powerful. and they cause okay. you to do things that maybe you normally wouldn't do logically because that's not who you are as a person. And one of these emotions is jealousy. Like I, I, I am not a jealous person, but I absolutely have jealous tendencies. Like I have a jealous side of me, apparently, that I never dealt with. And that came from being cheated on mm-hmm. a whole bunch of times. Like I, I, and I was talking to Mr. Shipwreck about this because we're, we're, you know, I made the content, I made a video about it. And I'm like, I can't think of a time in my entire life and any relationship that I've had going back to like high school. Okay. We're talking about that first love where there wasn't infidelity. Yeah. And I'm not innocent in this either. Like this isn't, I'm not blaming. This isn't anything like that. This is about no, this is the pattern that we're talking about is created. Correct. Yeah. I'm angry or anything like that, but it does create because now I've got this cynical I'm, I make things up in my head before anything even happens, the right? Like I'm repeated. Correct. And so, and then I react to it in ways that I normally wouldn't react to it because it's just not who I want to be anymore. Mm-hmm. And we never dealt with it. Like, and I've never said it out loud. I've never said it out loud. I've, I've always danced around it. I always talked mm-hmm. about the not being chosen, right? Let mm-hmm. nor, you know, like not being the one or because mm-hmm. nobody wants, nobody wants to admit that there was a time, a whole bunch of times where you weren't chosen. Like you weren't good enough. You weren't good enough to be with that person. They decided they wanted something at the time you thought better, but now that you're grown up, you realize it not better, but different or because you can look at it now and the situation just wasn't ideal. And looking back at it now, like I couldn't imagine have ever ending up with any of these people. So there's that. Yeah. But there's there's like, there's memory there. There's some memory there. There's emotional memory there experience memory there so we you know when you get into that we that's that's how when we follow the emotion um you know we go back into the recent event around the emotion itself and then from there we start to travel backwards and like like i've talked about that spider web of emotions the words around the emotion the words to describe what you're feeling in the next moments as we move backwards will change and we'll get back to the root emotion the very first emotion that created this entire spider web of triggers, of feelings, of, you know, experience of perceptions, of beliefs uh, have shaped the story that you tell yourself mm-hmm. and that you believe about your life. So that's what we're going to be, you know, doing is traveling back through the emotions, not talking to the part of you. I mean, eventually we'll get there too, because they go hand in hand, but um, I'm going to use, you know, the part of you that's jealous I don't, um, and I, I'm not, I'm we're not one root. We're going to, you know, and this is really important. This is the other side of healing. We got to do the emotions. The emotions create. I don't I know. Uh, so I don't want to do this. I, I and I have, I've, I've bailed on Jen twice. I think twice mm-hmm. total now on dealing with this part of it because I don't want to do it. I don't want to admit it. This is by far my strong, at least that I know of right now, obviously when, you know, you go through it, then other things come up. But right now Mm -hmm. this all comes down to this. Like I'm, I'm, it it happens. You don't want to admit that something like this happens and that it affects you the way that it does. Like you want to just, you're just like, you know what? Fine. You want somebody else? I know what I'm worth. 
go, go find something else then. And then you leave and you, you find a new project or you find a new relationship or you find a new friendship. And this isn't just relationships. You guys, this can be friendships. This can be anything, right? It is whatever. That's all of it. Distraction. It could be being alone. It can, it can be, it can be like, it's not even, it it depends on what your outlet is, where you, you know, where you giddy up, you turn to. And this is the thing when you're healing, you got to look at the emotions that are driving the other side still. I think a lot of times too, like when, when you go through something like this, then you're always looking too, like, right. And it's really hard for you to just take things as they are. It's really hard for me to just, when somebody says, I love you, for me to just take that for what it is. The mm-hmm. first thing, the absolute first thing that I think is, fuck, what do you need? What do you need? And well, and it is, but that's not well, normal. Not, but it, it is. Like, not everybody does that. But not, <laughs> but everybody does that in their own way. We all have emotions that cause us to look at the world through um, different lenses not those rose colored lenses where the world is beautiful and everybody is beautiful we all have experiences that have shaped us and um it's when we choose that those experiences aren't the ones that we want to keep living then that's why we make the changes and that's when you're ready to make those changes is i see exactly everybody does it everybody has everybody. a moment where see for me it was the part of me that felt like um i'm always being used because you know, I get a lot of phone calls from different colleagues on how to handle things. And that hurts sometimes because it's like, well, the only time I get a phone call is when you want something. And I had to step back and realize that, it, you know, really has nothing to do with them, but it was how I was viewing that phone call. So I had to do that healing and go in and be like, talk to the part of me and the feelings of being used. And um, what I realized, it was my need to, you know, be enough in people's lives. So I was always the one I was always giving and not um, never feeling comfortable and asking for help. And so that took me back to before I even went blind. And we just, you know, and the guilt around it, the guilt. We did this in our after show this. where I was like, oh, I'm over here. And I'm, poor Chip, I'm like telling her where I've gone in childhood and what that moment was like. And I'm, you know, as I'm talking to her processing and I, that, just that emotional slide there has alleviated all the guilt around around any 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 situation where I feel like you know I felt like I was being used because I felt guilty. And, and well, and that's people. I felt guilty. That's part of it too. Like I perceive, no. I'm, I'm the same way. So I would feel guilty doing something because I don't want them to feel the way that I felt. Exactly. You know, what? like you almost go used. too far the yeah. other way. Like I am. I got to a point where I am so loyal. I've stayed in relationships or friendships even, or family ships when I was being treated poorly, even though I was being treated poorly. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even though like I, I wasn't, I, they weren't respecting my boundaries, even though, you know, they, they put their hands on me, even though, because I, by the time I had gotten to that point, mm-hmm. I had been, there was so much infidelity and so much just, you know, like hurt and, and anger that I, I, I did never wanted anybody that I cared about to ever feel that way. And so I would, I'm loyal as like, I never want anyone to feel that way. And so I go completely the other way, but then that also puts you in some shitty situations because then all of a sudden you're being treated not well, and you can't leave because you're so traumatized by, you don't want to hurt them and there's guilt. And then it's just this constant back and forth. And so we are going in Thursday 
Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. 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 And I'm not bailing. This is my accountability. It's out there. We're going to talk about it Friday. I'm going in with Jen on Thursday. And I have done a lot of things up until this point to really kind of prepare myself. And the reason that I didn't want to go back and, and heal this, because I knew that I was going to have to go back and relive it. Because you have to relive it to kind of change the narrative. And then she's got, I don't know, Jen does all that. But I had to. I had to go back. I have to go back to each one of these moments and remember that pain and remember what that feels like and feel it all over again. And we're not going to get back to every one of them. Damn we're, it. I don't. We're going we're gonna to skip. We're going to hop and then we're going to take a jump. So it is such a big a deal back, to me. We're going to go back to the root. Like we're going to. It is. I, yeah. We've done I enough work it. that we can skip a lot of it. <laughs> it is such a big deal. Like it is such. I, it is such a, uh, it's a confidence killer. It's, it's an ego killer. I mean, it just, it, I don't like, I, especially coming out and portraying myself the way that I am now to go back and to have to tell everybody that there was a time, a lot of times that I wasn't good enough. And they went with somebody else who was much better, who was much more solid, who was much this, much that. Um, nobody wants, I don't like admitting that. Like I'd rather just say, well, they found some hope. <laughs> well it's i get jealousy trash we've okay. all felt jealousy in our lives i don't like jealousy though like we need no, to heal I'm, that and get the fuck out of that i, I used that. to be a very jealous person i used to be but when i look when i've looked back on it it was where i was at emotionally how i felt about myself and so again i saw myself i my experiences built this the glasses i looked through and you know what those glasses just stop fitting. So we're, we're going to, I mean, we're up to something, but tell everybody, can you tell everybody kind of what we're going to be doing on, like, what is this going to look like Thursday? So we're going to go back to the last, the last time you felt that emotion in, like intensely. And from there, we're going to, we're going to start to follow. I'm going to ask you to describe that emotion in one word. And then from there, we'll follow the last time you felt that emotion. From there, we'll go back to the root cause of the emotion. And it's going to take us back to the original event in your life, the original experience in this life or another life. Don't know where you're going at the moment. And that's where we begin the healing. And when we jump back, when we finish the healing there, the resolution, um, and then we take on this new, um, the new format that I've been channeling since, you know, 24 right. hours last week this whole thing unfolded <laughs> mid-session uh, <laughs> sessions I should say sessions, right um and then from there we're gonna do some timeline jumping so we're gonna you know if you live if you end up in this lifetime and that younger you we're gonna walk back through life once the healing has changed and all the positive parts have come back into play that were you know defragmented lost you know um given away, whatever, you know, whatever your wording is around that, once they all come home and remerge into both the young you, the adult you, we're going to walk forward as if you've always had those positive parts about within you your entire life. So that's timeline jumping. So that changes the entire frequency of your life. So your inner mind, your subconscious mind believes from that point forward, you had all of those emotions and all of the positive things, and it changes how you look as we move forward and we're going to jump forward to the moments that we went back to 
And how you see those moments, how you interact with those moments will shift. It will tell us if there's another layer beneath this or if that now all that emotional cobweb um, has been resolved. And then if we end up in a past life, we're going to do our past life. We'll do our screening. We'll go through all of that. However, this time when we come in, we're not coming into the present. Now we're going to come in at the womb and in the womb, we're going to bring forward all of the change so that again, jumping timelines. Right. Um, so that you, yeah. your inner mind perceives you living your life with this change versus the way that you have been living your life. Um, this okay. isn't something that a lot of people do. Like I said, this was channeled and I've been working on these pieces for about a year and Last week, all of them came together, and I had a duh moment. And I get, to, yeah. I get a guinea pig. And I'm like her, and so, like, well, I get. To, I was mid to, session, so all of this has been yeah. put into play. I've already used this, and the honestly, the afterglow of these sessions from my clients since I've been doing all of this procedure that I've now downloaded, um, afterglow is unreal. Okay. So I had a client with really that was in a really deep, deep depressional state. And she sent me a message the next day. Um, I will be posting it that she hasn't felt happy in a long time, and she actually is feeling amazing. Like, and you get you we- get this a, you get this a lot. Like, this is and this is something I've told you too. Like, you've given me tips and tricks, and um, I can't I, honestly, you guys like, and it is what it is. Like, I this is this is what it is. Like, I, I it works. And I think one of the things was releasing all of the emotional trauma before you go to bed. Like I give my body, we talked about, then we talked about this last I week, do this but- on my own. Like I do this myself. Like this is something that, that tool, I did that last night. I did it Saturday. I actually do it a couple of times a week where I start to, start to let my sleep do all the work. Let my soul right. do the work. And it does. Like I woke up, that rock was gone, that, that. You know, and it took a couple times because it would, and it would come back. Like things would, things would come up. I would be triggered and then that rock would come back and then I'd have to go through. And, and a big thing was I would ask if it was, you know, is it, is this mine? And then most of the time, and then how that all kind of worked out. But like when you want to, I get often get a lot of messages about meeting guides or me. You got to start asking questions, guys. Is this mine? What is your purpose? Really? And I always joke, I'm nosy. The reason I'm nosy is because when you start asking those questions, you start to get the answers and it will answer your why. You don't need to ask why. Ask the, you know, who, what, where, when. The why will show you, you will learn the why as you go through the process. And that's the You will. Sometimes it'll take. It'll take a year. Sometimes. We'll, we'll get there. Because this is time. And sometimes I am, I am pretty confident this is my why. Like I, I'm pretty confident this is a big thing. And and once we unravel this, hopefully kind of go through it and, and re-image it, like over the next couple of weeks, then after that, um, things uh-huh. will start to kind of shift and, and maybe a lot of, I'll be a lot more clear on I don't know. I guys I don't have any expectations. Or what it's going to look like afterwards. I'm just, I'm going to go about it. Yeah. If you have no expectations of what it looks like after, you just know it's going to be better. That really gives your, um, your highest self, your soul, your subconscious mind, like it gives you this wonderful space of seeing and discovering the adventure that's now yours without deciding how it's going to look, which again puts up walls because right now your, your point of view is where you are right now, right? Uh huh. So how can we decide what it's going to look like on the other side of healing if we can only see from this point of view? And when your point of view shifts, you get to see how it really could look and unfold. 
And it could be so much, what if it's so much better than you ever expected? Just by well, allowing to do it. A part, a part of it too is like, you don't know what it's like. Cause I, I run a lot of my personality, but this mm. goes back to you. You don't really, I want to be authentic. I don't want to, I don't want a personality. I want authentic, authenticity. Like I want to be yeah. authentic over having any kind of personality. And so, but I, I, I have a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, this is where a lot of like my, my, this per, uh, personality comes in at least is, like I've I've got all this stuff I've got this trauma I've been you know you're not losing poorly, you, so. but I've treated people poorly like I've had some stuff but and if I heal all of this and I become very but I think I've kind of come to terms with that too because we've healed we've done the work like you know and, mm-hmm. and you've been with me this whole time we've done the work and I'm still here and I'm still gonna kick people's asses if they deserve it but I'm gonna do it differently when they only when they really deserve it. Other than that, like, I don't have time for your bullshit. Healing doesn't mean you lose yourself. It's actually you find yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know it's the unknown. And I understand because I used to be totally afraid of the unknown. I used to hate the unknown. I wanted to control the unknown. Um, And when my healing, my healing journey started when I went to, you know, when I went to school for hypnotherapy in that, (laughs) that class, there were like, oh, I, yeah, it was incredible the amount of crap that I had that I didn't even recognize I had. And because I wasn't ready until I, you know, take, took this deep dive within to understand that I could follow it. And there was moments where I thought I was going to lose who I am. And what I've really realized is that I found who I am more than I ever, you know, would have ever anticipated. And I didn't lose pieces of me. Those pieces of me just learned how to fit into who I really was. The, you know, in Buddhism, we they call it finding the self, not the experience or the attachments or the needs or the wants. And, you know, really finding self. Well, it's looking at all those pieces and knowing that they're all a part of you. They're all shaping you and they all, they don't go away. They just change how they interact or react. And that is a powerful thing because I could be angry. I could be mad. I can be mean. I can absolutely be mean. And I can be the meanest person in the room, to be honest with you. I know I seem nice, but I used to lead with the, hey, you want to attack me? I will make you cry. And like, I have that part. I'll slap of, your mom. Well, I, I will tear you a piece. And I, I never did it in a great way. And I, 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 you know, had to resolve that, but I did that out of fear. And so learning to heal myself means that part of me that want, that could do that doesn't feel the need to do that. And that's the so, difference. So Crystal, yeah, all of Jen's information is listed in the description below. Just shoot her a message. Your first consult you send with me a, Jen Send me an Instagram message. I can send you the link to book in for a free consult. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and you can, you books and the consult, those cool, our consult was really good. She's our, like, yeah, they're always yeah, good. They're, it was really good. Go book some time. If this is something that you're struggling with, uh, go book some time with Jen, you know, or if you can't get find her, let me know. And I will help her. Jen's also live with us three times a week. Um, with the meditation show. Monday. And she's, and that's what we're going to wrap up on. So tonight is oh. meditation Monday. Jen is going to be live tonight on YouTube on her channel, which is listed in the channels that we love listed down below. Please go subscribe. She's going to be live tonight at 6 PM central standard time. I'll be in the, in the back room. I'll be backstage. I'm going to get her. I'll put your comments up and she can answer questions as we go. And I'm going to get her going and we're all going to meditate kind of together for meditation Mondays. So I highly we're recommend you come in. I don't know where us. we're going. It's we're going to go somewhere. It's going to be fantastic. I can, I'm excited. I can't wait. But with that, Jen, I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have anything else you want to leave people with before we go? Are we good or 
when you're starting to step into this process of finding self, remember, you may shift how you see the world and see yourself in the world, but you're not losing yourself. You're not going to lose pieces of you. Even the pieces that are active right now, the parts of you that are active, the emotions that are active, you're not, as I say, killing them. You're just helping them find a different way to interact with yourself, with you and the world around you. So you're finding them, you're bringing them home in a different light. So remember that the, the unknown part is the adventure. And um, when you can kind of reframe the mindset around it being an adventure, the journey begins. I love it. Perfect. Thank you guys. And thank you guys so much for coming out this morning. It was so good to see you. We are off tonight. We're going to be with Jen for Meditation Mondays. Tomorrow morning, then we're going to be live with the short shit show. We're going to do more awakening. The rainbow. The rainbow. We got to get into that. We're going to talk about the map. Maybe we'll dabble in that. I got to get with her today and figure out what the topic is going to be. But other than that. So I will see you guys tomorrow morning. I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi. And watch out for deer. Bye, Have guys. Have a wonderful day, guys. Have a wonderful day. You think it's a fucking game?